Hey everybody, welcome to FTF Podcast. Uh, used to be Fuck the Future, we're on episode 13. I'm Drew Toothpaste, and I'm here as always with Ed Zitron. How are you, Ed? Doing well, doing all right. Um, going back to England tomorrow, so this is going to come back like I will have been in England a solid week. So, yeah, that was, that's going to suck. The trip is going to suck. I don't really want to go back. I want to see my family. I love my family. I want to see them. I just wish I could like just walk through a room and they're in that room and not, not 5,000 miles away. Yeah, that's just really dreading that. How long does just that take? It. Is that nonstop or do you like stop in New York? Yeah, yeah. I, I, 11 and a half hours, I think, is the longest one, but I can never remember if going there or coming back is the long one. Oh, man. That is uh, that is rough. I think the longest uh, the longest plane ride I've ever been on was uh, was about six hours, and I think I uh, I was ready to die by the end of it. Oh yeah, I mean I'm lucky. I have like nice seats, and like it'll be okay. It's just bringing a baby is kind of a new terrifying thing. It should be okay. I'm bitching about nothing. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just fucking like, it won't be that bad. I'm just like, it's, we talk a lot about anxiety and depression and such on this. And it's just like, oh yeah, you just make things so much worse just thinking about them. Like, I guess there are people out there who can just think about future events and they like prepare and they're like, ah, I prepared enough. That's all I need to do. Oh, you know. I don't need this to sit in my brain for every waking moment until it happens do you know what i think ed i think they don't prepare and they're just like whatever and it happens and like stuff gets fucked up and they're like well i didn't see that coming (laughs) oh yeah and then they bitch about like i don't get it what do you mean i have to put my hand luggage in the thing and there's no space i haven't been on an airplane in three weeks how would i possibly know i have to take off my shoes (laughs) and it's just this insane like yeah, that that is one of my favorite things about flying, though, is watching those people who get on. And it, it's not a judgment on anyone, I should be clear. But those people who get on, they're in, like, Group Z, as far as they're, like, the last fucking people on the plane. Yeah. And they do, like, a silent movie, like a 20s movie, like, did 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 It's, like, kind of going, like, huffing and puffing that they can't fit their fucking 300-pound suitcase in the overhead lock bin then they try and put it up at first class then they get yelled at it's great flying fucking sucks in general but what i don't get is the people who act surprised if they if they didn't act surprised if they were just like this fucking sucks i'd be like yeah it absolutely does 100 could not agree more yeah it's the people who do like a theatrical dance every time they get on like being pissed off that they can't i don't know they always want to bring and there are these fucking people who just bring an entire suitcase as their carry-on. And I don't think it's people that are... That I want to be clear, this is not me judging people that can't afford to. I don't think any of the... They're always the people who get on, like, maybe second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're clearly, like, they're like business traveler types. It's not people who are fucking... Like scrimping and saving to get this ticket. These are just assholes. Yeah. And their logic is, oh, yeah, it's not my fucking problem. Right. It's not my problem that you want to, like, be able to have a laptop on the plane. 
Now, I need to bring my entire luggage because the idea of waiting half an hour at the airport for my luggage to come out the other end is truly offensive to me. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the last time uh, I the last time I took a flight, uh, I had not flown anywhere in a very long time, and uh, I was like, I am gonna fuck this up. I'm gonna be the guy, and everybody's gonna stare at me, and everybody's gonna be like, "Who is this fucking rube?" And like, in in terms of airplane yeah. travel, I'm terrestrial. Right. Like I'm all I I do ground transportation. Right. I just I I don't go that many places. I don't fly that often. So uh, so I very extensively Googled. And I watched. uh, Yeah, that's a generally easy way of doing things. And and because the Internet has turned into uh, the whole Internet has pivoted to video. I'm sure you've noticed. But uh, whether you're trying to get now they're firing everyone after they pivoted. Yes. Yes. Don't need you. The videos are done. Get the fuck out of my face. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, instead of writing up a tutorial. Let's say instead of writing up, uh, I don't know, a walkthrough for Pokemon Snap or something, you would uh, make a 27-minute yeah. video and you would play the whole I thing. I used to fucking write game guides professionally. I don't know if you knew that about me. No, I didn't know that. I, I knew I you were to, a reviewer. I, I, didn't, a- I didn't know you did walkthroughs. Oh no, and they're fucking nightmarish. Oh, they're so they are good. Just horrible. They're so much, dude. They're so much better than videos, though. I don't want to watch a video, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch a fucking video. Just fucking tell me. Let me look for the point that I don't understand. And it's always something obvious yeah. as well. Yeah. It's something like like a flaw in the design where they're like, oh yeah, we just didn't play this part, and it sucks, and it's impossible to understand. And then you get to the point and the person wrote me up. And I used to like slave over my guides. It used to take so long. It was like triple the length of the game. You used to have 200 screenshots. Oh, yeah. And like taking a video sounds so much worse because footage, like editing footage. I don't know how these fucking people do it. It's like, oh, it's more effort for a worse product. You, Great. You know, I that's don't what think. I pay for. That's what I love. I don't think they edit it. I think that's why they're all like 30 minutes long. They just turn it on and they play the game and they turn it off and they upload it. Like what, like very similar to what we do with our, with our podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. That can't be true because the game would be longer than 30 minutes. Or are you saying for a certain part for, of the uh, guide? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say you go in uh, in Fallout. Let's say you had the misfortune to play one of the newer Fallout games, and you're like, okay, right. well, I need to know. Uh, uh, I need to know how to press the thing. There's a thing on a railroad where there's no way you would. There's no way you would understand how to do it unless you looked at and the. Let me walkthrough. skip to the end of this guide, by the way. Yeah, the most likely answer is the it's broken. And you just have to start again because Bethesda didn't code it so good. Yes, that is like fifty percent of the time. That's the answer with any kind of uh, with any kind of Fallout thing. But I watched a I, I watched a video walkthrough of how to go on a plane, and I was like, you know, uh, I got it. And I went through, and I was like, the I was the plane genius, dude, because I was like. Walk through small suitcase. I measured. I got a tape measure. I measured the suitcase, and yep. I'm sure you know if if people fly, they're laughing. But fuck it, 
I don't fl- I don't have any occasion to fly most of the no, time. No, 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 no. I want to be very clear. I want to make this clear to you and anyone else does this. Thank you. As someone who did so much fucking travel in the last few years as well, thank you for being conscientious because there are enough fucking assholes who, who probably know. They probably know all these things. They're just like, I don't fucking care. Oh, yeah. And I get yeah. it. We're, no one's perfect. We all have moments where we're fallible and kind of dickheads and all sorts of other stuff. Fine. But it's the people who get on, and I know that there's a bunch of really fucking insufferable people who are like, I shouldn't have to pay $25. I shouldn't have to do that. What they don't realize is that they are keep they are adding to the anxiety and sadness of everyone else on that fucking plane. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really do. These people don't care or realize that, like, straight up, because you put your giant fucking bag up there, someone else now has to contort their body to get their shit in there if it even fits or it gets put further down the plane so you just stop them getting off the plane and if they're anxious like i am they will spend that entire flight thinking fuck i'm gonna have to go all the way down there no one's gonna get it for me yes and it's yes and i'm lucky right like i can actually afford first class like i'm, I'm i feel bad saying it but it's like i even there, i'm like really careful you have like a hundred fucking I don't know how many you have like a really uh, like a shit ton of space up there. It's really nice. It's genuinely pleasant. And even then I try and be like nice and bring something like a, I have a backpack that actually slides under the seat most times. So I don't even take up that space. And I always help people with their bags and like try my best to help. But there are people who straight up bring a full size piece of luggage. And I have no idea how they get on. The worst one I saw was actually about a year ago. And, oh my god, this guy just brings on a double bass. <laughs> like the uh, like an upright orchestra like instrument? Like an upright bass. <laughs> yeah. And this is on the way, I think it was on the way back, but it might have been on the way to CES, so Vegas. So it was San Francisco to Vegas. Yeah. And he's just screaming. <laughs> just screaming. He's like, listen, listen, okay? They said I could put it on the plane. He's like... Yeah, and the guy's just looking at me and just goes, the plane's full, you know it won't fit, I can't help you, no one can help you, I will make sure it's the first, the last bag on and the first bag out, it's the best I can do, if it was up to me, I wouldn't do anything, <laughs> don't yell at me, you, you know- or I'll chuck you off this plane myself, <laughs> and he was good, I love that guy, he was fucking great, just like, yeah, you brought your fucking upright bass- Oh no, my emotional support horse won't fit on. <laughs> my, my emotional Fucking support base. Uh, so I need my emotional support reclining couch. Yeah. Lazy boy. So here's No, it goes on my seat. Here's here's my burning question. Was the guy with the double bass yeah. was he a symphony guy or was he a rockabilly? He seemed pretty well dressed and maybe a symphony guy, but I just don't understand like what was going on in his mind that he's like, oh, they said it's okay. Yeah, no. uh, It's fine. No, I I think there is no physical way. And he was like, I want to put it in the overhead. (laughs) And apparently someone told me, someone told me the, the reason the argument had started was he tried. Oh, he actually took his fucking physically tried to put it up there. Wow. 
Wow. So those, yeah, those are like three feet deep. There's no way, uh, there's no way that's going just up no there. way. Uh, so do you guys. He's like, if this gets damaged, this is my livelihood. And he goes, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't know who told you this would fit in the overhead. <laughs> He's like, just really just indignant. And this is just so I'm clear. It was the way to CES because he was, it is one of the most, the San Francisco Vegas tunnel at that time is yeah. so crammed. You don't fuck it. You don't push that shit at that time. You don't do that. Oh, Just that's where honestly, that's where everybody in San Francisco is going that week. They're going to CES, right? Yeah. And I mean, maybe he didn't know. He's like not a not a tech guy. Yeah. But I get the feeling that just people cuz it's always people complaining. Okay, the double base is probably a little bit much, but it's always people complaining who like clearly fly a lot and like they clearly fucking know. Like they have absolute, they're fully aware that like this is the way it goes. This is how approximately how big a plane is. And yeah, they brought a full sized 28 inch suitcase on the plane. They got it past the person at the front. The person at the front doesn't give a shit. Just doesn't fucking care. No one cares, dude. And like, yeah, that's, that, that's, hmm. Well, you know, Just- uh, I was, I was amazed the last time I took a plane because it was like, uh, it was like $400 all the way around. And I took, I have really, uh, uh I have really short legs. I have like an 18 inch inseam. So like I got on the plane and it's like all the seats are all small and crammed together. And it's like, I'm fine. Fuck it. Like my legs are like dangling off the seat. I'm like, it's fine. I don't give like a, a ch- like a child. On a ride. <laughs> but I have, I have, ad- I have an adult man sized torso. Ed, I'm, uh, uh, I'm 68 inches. <laughs> I'm 68 inches tall, and uh, uh, I, I just say foot tall. I <laughs> sixty-eight foot tall. <laughs> I have uh, Cotton Hill legs. You remember Cotton Hill from King of the Hill? He was uh, he, he was Hank. Vaguely. He was Hank's dad, and I think something happened to him in the war, so that his legs got amputated or something happened. But he basically walks around. His legs are like ten inches long, and he just and he's he's real short. But he has a regular torso, and his legs got taken off in the war, right? I'm basically like that, except nothing happened to me except genetics. Nothing happened. You're just fine. Gen- just genetics. Just like uh, whatever hormones, whatever genetics. Uh, uh, I'm genetically Scots-Irish, I guess. So uh, whatever like horrible inbred soup of uh, Scottish and Irish genes that mixed in uh, the Appalachian Mountains for a few hundred years, and I came out, and I have very short legs. So, uh, so I'm f- and out came Drew. Out S- came me, right? S-ka-doop. Right. I splop. I have the noise. Uh, I have a Hank Hill ass too. Did you ever see uh, Hank Hill ass? Hank Hill ass. Yeah, it's just what? it's it's legs and back, and you know, like we've talked about, dude. I ride my bike. I ride my bike 45 minutes, an hour every night. I used to do squats all the time. I have muscles somewhere in my ass, but you they're not discernible. There's nothing in my ass. It's legs and back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have like, like just giant legs right now. Just fucking 
crushed the bike my whole like the last three months and i am really glad like especially this long flight and i should be clear there's a lot of people who judge there's random people on twitter who just don't like me yeah just in general which yeah. is fine but there's also some people who are just like oh yes money fuck that guy's like okay well i guess hate me for my personality though but i did my fucking time out of like i did over 150 different flights and I would go for the cheapest one when I was a journalist. I mean, I was like, I had to fly to America a lot for work. And when it was on the company dime, they were like, yeah, here's the most we'll pay. <laughs> and it would just be like corner back of the plane in the bathroom. You had to leave your seat every time someone needed to take a shit. Really? But, yeah, it was that. Not, wow. No, no, not really. You didn't actually <laughs> have to sit in the toilet. <laughs> It'd be kind of fucking funny though. Just get out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you take a shit. Get out of your seat, you little bastard. No, oh my god! I am grateful that I am actually able to like, like I was actually able to like have a have a real like I can actually stretch out and such. Just because fucking hell, I I've done that London flight at least forty times. Wow, no more than that. Jesus, yeah. And it is a merciless 11-hour grind. Wow. It is just fucking... Just by the end of it, you're just... You are just, like, angry. Just <laughs> an angry shell of a fucking person. Just, like, stuck people like, Hi, how you doing? You fuck off. <laughs> you're just like... When I used to get off those flights, like, back, and I was living with my parents at the time, I was very lucky because, like, they were there. They picked me up at the airport. Yeah, and yeah. I was so fucking like tetchy. I'd like apologize the moment like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not, it's not, I'm not good. I'm just like mumbling to myself. It's, like, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great at all. It's not really, not feeling great. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. Just like, and then just like, they'd be like, Ed, what? What? Just like, Ugh. just complete fucking nightmare of a person. I still feel bad. I've, I've apologized a lot to my parents about that. Because <laughs> they expect, oh, come and get you we love you it's like oh fuck it's just, oh he's he's fucking angry <laughs> yeah he's just mad at us oh well there's uh, every day uh, there's see i'm i'm glad you pointed that out because it makes me feel like less of a rube there's a physical terror it's like an unescapable physical terror that comes with riding on an airplane and and you know the last time oh, i did yeah. it i was like ah oh, you know i was i was kind of a kid uh, actually, the last, uh, yeah. so I flew out, uh, I went to San Francisco last year. Uh, actually, uh, I met Ed last year when I was in San Francisco. For uh, my wedding. Yeah, for Ed's wedding, right, right. And previous to that, I had not flown since October 2001. <laughs> and so, hmm. it was a very interesting time in American history. Uh, you didn't have to take your shoes off. Uh, everybody was like really touchy and everything was fine. But of no course, one, no one treated you like you were a terrorist. Um, I <laughs> you for like walking in the wrong line. I, you know, I actually, um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I don't think I, I appear to be anything other than American, which shouldn't matter. But I, I've always had this long beard. I've just grown it since I was 16. It's like how it's my mental image of myself, 
right? It's just how I always looked in my mind's eye when I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to grow a beard, right? And uh, then mm-hmm. luckily, by the time I got to be an adult, it was normal. But, um, you know, in 2001, it was like not really the thing that people did. So I got pulled out of the line. They were like, I don't know, like this this guy. This guy's got a fucking beard. Yeah, exactly. He's got a beard. You're one of those, uh, you're one of those, uh, you're part of Ohio's Al-Qaeda branch. Well, okay, so uh, so that's the fucky thing, yes. is that there, <laughs> that the, uh, there are, uh, I, well, I guess ISIS, I guess Al-Qaeda is not really a thing around here anymore. There have there been I some- I really know. I haven't really, like, updated my terrorism, my terrorism dossier in a while. Uh, I- I think, you know, I don't know that there were necessarily ISIS members around here. I think we had some people that were sending money to ISIS. I think that's as far as we got. But that doesn't uh, seem like that doesn't seem cool. Well, no. and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Real a guy in drag, maybe a guy in ISIS had a cat and it's like <laughs> the cat needed surgery. <laughs> And so you know, yeah, just just like, just like an ISIS guy, an ISIS guy has just got to go fund me up. My kitty will die. Mister Sweet Boy, Mister Sweet Baby Boy, <laughs> Mister Sweet Face, Mister Sweet Boy. Hey, listen, everybody. Uh, uh, Tom ISIS. Tom also, ISIS. I am an Irish. I'm, a, I'm an Irish. Like the, <laughs> I love that my brain's just firing on all cylinders today. So. I'm sir. the dude, the Irish, <laughs> the Irish ISIS. There's somebody Irish ISIS. You have to, you have to believe. There's got to be somebody who is Irish in Ireland who is in ISIS, and that's got to be the hardest thing to explain. Every single time, people are like, "You're saying Irish, right?" He's like, "No, I'm saying." Oh my, oh. For- Oh, ISIS. The Islamic State Wait. of the, of, uh, uh, right? The ISIS? I don't remember what it stands. Of the Levant? The Levant? Something like that? Uh, anyway, Ed, Ed, what we were talking I thought, about. I ain't no fucking ISIS scientist. <laughs> so, what, what we were talking about is, uh, the idea. Of uh, going home. And you know, a lot of folks, whether you're going, whether you're traveling home now or you're returning from traveling home or whatever, uh, during the holidays, a lot of people go home, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's, whatever. Um, and yeah. we, we've been having this conversation about how much it sucks to go to your hometown. Yeah. It sucks us. It's terrible. You know, uh, uh, Ed is originally from, uh, are you originally from London? I am. I was born in uh, Hammersmith, London. No one will know where that is. No idea why I brought it up. No, it's fine. I said Uh, it now. Now the words are in the, it's in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. No, it's funny because I'm from Ohio and, and to most people, Ohio means one or two things. They can conjure like some trivia facts about Ohio and uh, Ohio is a really big state. There's 12 million people here. There's a lot of astronauts from here. There's a million uh, bands and artists and inventors and uh, companies and great people and shitty people. And, uh, 
Ohio has the misfortune of having its three largest cities, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland, all start with a C. This right. makes them inseparable in the minds of anybody who is not in Ohio. Now, if you ask an Ohioan, you know, what's the difference between uh, Cincinnati and Columbus? You will get a 25-minute explanation, and they will draw out all the differences. But, but Ed, uh, like I was trying to explain to you, I said, well, I grew up about 100 miles from here. I grew up, in, uh, I grew up out east of Cincinnati. And, uh, right. you know, Cincinnati and Columbus uh, completely may as well be the same city. Uh, you don't know anything about, about either of them. And I think the same goes for uh, wherever you're from. You said Hammersmith, right? Yeah, just an area of London that no one cares about. No one, no one should care. It's, it's really irrelevant place. Deeply irrelevant. Not a big fan of it. Love my parents. Love my family. Love going to see my family. Always, always so happy to see them. Don't like Hammersmith. Yeah. Don't like London. But we're talking about specifically you and I, you and me, the boys. Just kicking back. A few brews, roaring fire, take your shirts off. It's great time. Uh, <laughs> just chilling. Normal stuff. <laughs> just, just chilling out like normal guys being normal. Both got a pogo stick for some reason. But there... <laughs> where was I? The, the thing that is really getting me at the moment, we talked about this beforehand, was this idea that you can't really escape home thanks to the internet. Yeah. The internet has not just connected everyone to everything, but connected all the people. You possibly moved five and a half thousand miles away from, like really specific. They're like, oh, when are you going to move back? It's like, never, because I, I specifically, specifically chose to not live here. One yeah. of the main reasons I'm not here is that I never want to come back. Well, you should. <laughs> it's great now. It's like, well, I'm probably not going to do that. Appreciate it. Appreciate the idea. It's a bad idea, by the way. So, but then so people, people can, like, add you on LinkedIn and ask questions. And, oh, ugh. so people not so questions. so. I would understand if your family said, "Hey, you know, don't you want to come back, be with your family, whatever?" And yeah, you know, there's some pull there. But you're saying I mean, that they very passive aggressively say that once a year. Okay. Okay, but you're saying you're saying that pe well. people that are not in your family, like people you run into, ask you if you're going to come back. Exactly, and that's a really common British thing, I'd say. Really? It's like really fucking common that British people just can't imagine why people would leave, despite the fact that any good thing you can get in London, except maybe Indian food you can pretty much find somewhere in America. It's like, oh, do you need better weather? Oh, choose any other country. Just immediately. Just choose that. Choose move immediately. <laughs> but also, there is this thing about London that everything that people love, all the things that people adore about London, talk. they talk to me about what they love in London. And I'm like, I get that here like so easily and so much better as well, like significantly higher quality. And they're like, well, but it isn't it isn't home. And I'm like, well, I don't really care about this. And maybe I'm just not that nostalgic. I feel like maybe people a little older than me, maybe more than I am. But I just don't. 
there's nothing wrong with being like, I don't want to live here anymore, so I'm going to move. Oh, yeah. There's, I'm just gone. You, and that's it. You know, it would be it would be silly not to take advantage of it. And, you know, like I said, I grew up I grew up in Cincinnati. Uh, actually, right when I was kind of it was my last year in Cincinnati and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Kind of poking around. It was before I met my wife. I was just kind of living my life and fucking around in Cincinnati. And there was a race riot. And I kind of snapped into focus. And I said, wait a second. Uh, and, and there was a riot because, um, and, and of course, this has become a thread. 15, uh, this was in 2001. So when did all the, when did Black Lives Matter start? That started in 2015. Uh, you know, all the- Yeah, the, I can't even remember when things happen. You know, the mass awareness that cops kill uh, unarmed black, black teenagers people. and black men. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, thank you, by the way, for great. It really is the, the specific, specific thing I was dumb enough to not mention. Unarmed. Because the stupid moronic- talking point of the conservatives is like oh if they have a gun they have a gun, oh yeah they oh can yeah shoot someone Those yeah terrible black and then i was talking to someone the other day about this as well it was like um shit what was it it was something like say i won't say specifically how i know them someone i know is like very clearly doing wick fraud and really they're also in a union yeah and I was like, I was like, so I'm so angry about it because it's also like just really just they're, they're dislikable people on a number of levels. Um, terribly racist, like all sorts of things. But the husband is lovely of this couple. I love him. But he's like a union guy and his wife is like illegally getting wick. Huh. And I was just so mad because it's like, oh, a union guy is tricking wick. That's like what every conservative gets extremely horny for. I don't know why that just popped into my brain. <laughs> that's that's how my brain works, fellas. Just complete uh, no, trash. No, and and you know it's uh, uh, I think it's fine, and and you know I think it's fine to, uh, you know, if you know somebody because you know you pay taxes, you live here, you pay taxes, yeah. you have a U.S. company, you pay taxes, whatever. It's uh, it's fine to on a basic level if somebody is visibly if you know for sure that they are defrauding programs that are meant to help. Oh, I will impoverished people. Actually, this is an important detail. I do not like these people. One bit, I am never going to report them. I will not rat them out. Like that's a, like because you know what? Eh, the government's probably fucked them over too. It's like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking like, I'm not gonna like report them. Well, just you, like the government's treatment of people way more. Yeah, and you know, I've I've known in my life, uh, and again, this is not representative. The very vast majority no. of people who are on Snap, the the vast majority of people who use EBT and that's cards, what, who this are is on also the WIC. core reason why it upsets me. Yeah, because it's yeah. like. Yeah. The people, for the most, like, I'm sure, like, like 90-something percent. I don't fucking care. If it's lower, fuck you. I don't care. But it's, like, there are so many people who are, like, genuinely need it. And, like, most people benefit from it are, like, law-abiding. The same fucking vacuous talking point happens in England over child benefit. Like, Daya, you get these mums who have, like, 80 kids. Yeah. So <laughs> can have a child empire. 
Yeah, yeah. I saw this mum. She had uh, 9,000 children. She gets uh, all this money from the government. It's like, you're a fucking, you're a fucking moron. That's the, well, the problem is the government hasn't executed you for being... Okay, perhaps that's... Not, <laughs> hey, not uh, great to call for the execution uh, of someone for look, being stupid. Uh, Look, uh, I I don't want. Look, I'm not super patriotic, but look, Ed, I'm going to tell you this is this is one area. Look, the United States is great yeah. at just killing people they don't like, just they're murdering like, them. They're like fuck it, you know. And you don't even have to, you know. Time was you had to go. Oh, the CIA. Oh, I have to go send a special agent to kill the Shah of Iran. No. Uh, you get the drone. You, you can you can probably get like a DJI Phantom off of Amazon. You take the little. So you're gonna uh, say well, a DJ to control the drone. <laughs> you get a uh, uh, yeah. You get a you hire a, a DJ. Table and- <laughs> you hire a DJ. You put right, right. I mean, I I don't know how they do it. I'm not uh, an inside agent. It's DJs. The DJs are the ones that. You know, the ones that right and, they control and, the drones. And, you know, uh, I have known somebody who has uh, not great friends, especially not anymore, but uh, I've known somebody who uh, essentially was a landlord and owned a bunch of rental properties and had a bunch of passive income and uh, was essentially cheating the government by getting a gubs uh, a government subsidy on on their marketplace insurance under Obamacare, huh. uh, and this actually uh, I I made a Newsweek article I guess uh, last week or or a week and a half ago uh, probably later by the time you hear this uh, I was registering for Obamacare which sucks ass okay it's it's and for me yeah, it sucks ass. Like- Right, the worst, uh, the worst of both worlds. Well, not the worst of both worlds. That was the previous one. So yeah. So the only thing, the only thing it's good for is that you pre-existing conditions don't exist anymore. So, uh, you know, I've been treated for anxiety, or I've been treated for back pain, or whatever. And then yeah. if I get a new plan, they won't pay for it. That is now gone. That is uh, the only thing that is fixed. Um, but I said, hey, uh, I pointed this out. I tweeted about it. I said, hey. Uh, you can, through this new company, you can get a health insurance plan that's $724 a month and it doesn't pay for anything. You have to spend $15,000 out of pocket before it'll pay for anything. And they actually, uh, uh, I guess a reporter followed me and wrote up a Newsweek article uh, about it, highlighting the fact that, yeah, the the Obamacare... uh, insurance plans suck and look uh i'm no conservative right but uh yeah uh the sorry i didn't interrupt there i just assumed that you weren't yeah (laughs) the the aca sucks but uh uh you know and anyway uh they're always and, and the reason ed why i think it's so easy to hate people who defraud it is they basically prove the conservatives point that there are people defrauding this system. Right. And, and that's what pisses me off so bad. You know what though? You know what though? These fuck it. Like I, I think with the problem I have, I don't necessarily have 
the more I think about them, I'm like, oh, maybe I don't really care that much. I don't really, if someone's defrauding like the fucking thing, yeah, I agree. It's like really frustrating and like it's annoying because it proves these like shit eaters, these fucking assholes, right? And they always will, they love pointing at minority things and getting mad. So, I mean, yeah. that's exactly what they're looking for every day. And so you're just in this ghoulish situation where they're always mad. And I, but at the same time, it's like with especially with health insurance in this country, the government's just pissing away all of the money. It could be just not charging to you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They could, just, they could just do socialized medicine, and it'd be great. Everyone would be, even the conservatives would be happy. All those fucking like people who post like Betsy Boobumbo is a <laughs> terrorist. Like all those people would be fucking. They wouldn't have any medical bills. Right, right, and but that's uh, the thing. You, you know, this uh, this reminds me, I, I wanted to... Bing Bong stole <laughs> my future, and, like, I'm mad, but you know what? I don't have to pay. It would be really funny if, like, all these, like, extremely red states just become super, like, conservative... Uh, sorry, super, like, communist, because, like, damn, this is actually pretty cool. I actually <laughs> really like this. And they just, like, yeah. get into, like, socialized government and, like, like you, arguing with you, like going into town. Listen to me, I want some fucking socialism, okay? Well, you just like free stuff. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's just like yelling, like talking yes. about socialism in those terms. It's like, I actually fucking love that. That's great. Thank yes. you. I, that seems I like fucking, what government does. Yes, yes. I fucking love free stuff. And uh, who doesn't? Uh, y- you know, I, I'm going to tell you something funny. This, uh, this is very Man funny. So I was complaining, as as we are wont to do online. I was complaining about, of course, uh, the marketplace plan. You know, I ended up getting a plan. It was uh, in between nine hundred and a thousand dollars a month, and uh, depending on who you are, that either seems like who cares, or it seems like a lot of money. It sucks. It, no, it, it's it, a lot it of sucks either way. Because if you have even the slightest understanding of how much it would cost with a government plan, it sucks. It's fucking stupid. Makes no sense. Right, right, exactly. Anyway, exactly. where were we? Uh, no, so somebody from, uh, and I love this, I love this. Usually when I post about healthcare, somebody, and I feel I can't help but hate it, right? I don't hate, you know, the benefits that people have in other countries. I think everybody should have uh, socialized healthcare. I think everybody in every yeah. single fucking country in the world should be able to be healthy, right? Like we should provide yes. for the world's citizens. It is a we're human not right, right, right. We're right. We're not and going once to. Again, we've said this before to our conservative listeners. We know there's a lot of you. If you don't <laughs> like socialized medicine, go fuck yourself. See, we did it. Right there, we go. We solved the problem. So, uh, uh, so I always, so I will always get somebody, uh, from, and I'll be honest with you like 50% of the time, it's from Canada, 50% of the time, it's from Norway. And they're Mm. like, you know, when I complain, I'm like, oh, I'm having a, I'm, I'm, (laughs) that's exactly how they sound. 
I'm uh, I'm having a I'm having a problem with my American healthcare, and uh, somebody says, "Oh, well, I don't have problems with my uh. healthcare." Okay, well, that's great. That's sure. That's how that's it should be. Fucking, no, it's like whenever anything breaks in my computer or something, I mention it. Someone's like, "Duh, maybe you shouldn't use a Mac." It's like, thank you for fucking telling me. Thank you for letting me know the thing that changes nothing. But yet the healthcare one happens a lot because it's like people and occasionally people I know back home be like, duh, yeah, but if you was in America, you fucking, you fucking would be so fucking stupid, would you? It's like, <laughs> well, it's not really. And <laughs> the worst argument I think I got into was on like Facebook where someone said something like that to me, and I just said to them, yeah, but I don't have to fucking live within walking distance of you, you asshole. They got very <laughs> upset. Very, very angry with me, because I suggested that. I think I may have intoned that I'd, like, come over there. Which I never do. <laughs> yeah. I never want to see them for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, really yeah. must be clear. Could go the whole rest of my life without seeing these fucking... God damn, I hate... And that's the thing with the British, I've found. And maybe there's some British listeners. Maybe they can tell me the world has changed. I'd be more than happy to hear that the world has changed about this. But I will, without fail, get, like I'd say, every three months, a an email or something from someone I know back in England. They'll be like, how do I move to America? I'm like, always happy. I will fucking... I'll write you a fucking novel about how to move to America. I will go through everything I have to to sh- like show you how because I love it. I love living here. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy here. I met the love of my life here. I like have a beautiful son that I wouldn't have otherwise. Great things. And like I will help it. And then the moment I'm like, so first of all you have to get a visa, they go, whoa, 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 buddy. Easy. <laughs> With the stuff that I have to do. It's always and that I'm sure there are plenty of lazy Americans, but there's something unique about British people who are very, that I know, who are just like, oh yeah, like, I want to change my life. Well, don't want to do that much. I don't, and I'm not going to do that thing where people are going, that's why the Brexit happened, because that's not why the Brexit happened. Brexit happened the same reason that fucking Trump happened. People are mad. People are upset that their lives are worse and someone chose a very easy target. They went, this is the EU. EU did it to you. They did Brexit at you. Now you need to Brexit. So the 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 best thing about all of this in in all the stuff. Oh, you know. Uh, well, uh, here in Canada, here in Norway, uh, we have free healthcare. So some guy from the Netherlands responded to me, and I thought it was wonderful because he had like. An amount of self-awareness. Actually, I don't remember he or she or they. I don't remember who it was. Um, But they said, uh, here in the Netherlands, we have to pay 400 euro deductible per year for us to get our prescriptions and for us to get our health care. And we complain about it every single year. Every single person in the Netherlands complains about their 400 euros. And he just said, but that's just what we do. That's just what we do here. And I thought that was fucking, that was perfect because it doesn't matter where you, it. it doesn't matter where you are. 
you know, your situation, you're going to be on the hedonic treadmill. I'm sure you've heard of this ad, right? Nope. I haven't. So the hedonic treadmill. So this dumb. is a I'm really so fucking dumb. <laughs> this is a great idea. This is such a great idea. And I, I love it. And I fixated on it ever since I heard about it. So the hedonic treadmill is this idea that no matter what you do, no matter how you live your life, you return to this baseline, right? You yeah. will always have this equilibrium of happiness where you will very quickly acclimatize to the amount of happiness oh, you yeah. have. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure you've gotten the feeling, as I have, I used to live in a little tiny apartment, and uh, I got a bigger apartment, then I rented a house, then finally I bought a house, right? And so right when you right. do it, you're like, wow, you walk around, and it's like for a week, you walk around, and you're like, Wow. I fucking, I have another yeah, I've room. I've upgraded. Right, I've upgraded. I have and another multiple room. Multiple rooms now. And, and two years on, you're just, you're walking around your place you own and it's neutral to you again, right? Just like, yeah, like uh, this, this piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, I mean, like when we moved to this place immediately, well, not immediately, that's kind of against the, your point, but. That we were like, oh, this is so good. And we're like, this is amazing. We have all this space now. It's so much safer. Within like a month, we've been bitching about some random fucking shit. And I felt horrible because I was like, I know that this is horrible. Oh, yeah. This fucking yeah. sucks. Even and people do the same thing with the NHS. They like, my dad had cancer. He was just, they just fucking just fix that shit up. Wow. Just took him, gave him all the chemo and such and just. That was it. No one gave him a fucking bill at the end, that's for sure. Yeah. No yeah. fucking bills for him. And that's and yet people still bitch about the end. It's just like, oh, sometimes there's a line. Yeah, there are lines in America, and you pay. <laughs> like you, it's not like you, like, it's not like you, you go in and it's like fucking like a Starbucks. You're like, hey, I got cancer. Uh, can you... Uh, Fix me up some some cancer meds and like oh yeah sure three minutes. It's like not like that. I don't no. really understand <laughs> what it is about other countries, but they're like they have this weird belief where it's like oh yeah, um, uh, America is just faster, or at least you can complain to the manager. That's one I've heard a few times from other, <laughs> other countries. You can complain to the manager, right? Right, hey, if Mr. Doctor. Yeah. Listen uh, to me, Mr. Doctor. I have a fucking word to say to you, sir. Now, uh, sir. So sir? before before I say that, so Ed, your folks aren't doctors, right? No. My They're dad not worked doctor. for the NHS for quite a oh. while. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, no, I, I just didn't, you know, if somebody's listening to this, it's a lot harder for them, uh, to be insulted. Uh, so whatever. So if your folks are doctors, don't be insulted by this. Uh, but the oh, idea of no, the idea of complaining to a doctor is like really hilarious to Comical. me because I have Comical. very, very rarely, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I had a dentist and my dentist fucking retired. The only nice uh. doctor I've ever had 
the seriously 100% only nice doctor I've ever had was my old yeah. dentist. He had this little shitty right. office. He was this nice guy. He's like, look, if you pay in cash, I'll fucking cut you a discount. He used to fix my teeth for $25. $25. Yeah. He used to fix my teeth and he retired. And yeah. so I haven't I haven't gone to the dentist in like a year because I'm like, what, I'm going to go to some guy that's going to like poke my teeth and try to upsell me on like ultraviolet oh, yeah, kind of shit? And they can just fuck up and like nothing happens. Right, right, exactly. No, I, like, I have. Like, and it's like, whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I have known and I've had I've known I've had buddies uh whose folks may uh, I I have a friend whose dad is a surgeon uh and you know I was talking with him and he kind of confirmed what I said and he said look if you get somebody and they're used to putting their hands inside of a person and yeah. rearranging them and fixing them up like a car there's no way that they can treat them like they're a real living, breathing person. They have to. There's just no way, like psychically, that they cannot yeah, I don't have resent them for that. Yeah, and and that's like I think it would be very hard to be a doctor. I think you'd have to know a whole lot. You have a whole well, lot I of think responsibility. I'll work it out. <laughs> I don't I'll have a I don't think going. I'll just, tell you why. Just fucking I'll like <laughs> walk into a doctor's surgery. <laughs> ah, let me have it. Let me go. go on. I got next. Like a <laughs> ah, go on. Go on, mate. I'll have a go. Ah, it doesn't look gonna, that hard. Are you gonna? Oh my god! You, I don't have the blue robe on. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you you go in and you put a quarter. You put a quarter down on that little uh, stainless steel tray, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> next. I'm up next. I when you next. die, go next. <laughs> when this guy dies, I'm doing no, the next but, one. All right. So the the idea that, uh, and I think everybody has to compartmentalize what they do, and I think uh, the idea that anybody in their day to day lives, Ed, uh, really takes into account. Every other person's fucking emotions when they're doing oh God, no. anything like you have to block them all out to get your shit done, whether you're a doctor or whether you're a guy cr trying to cram a fucking. Doing. It's a huge requirement on a person to expect them to do that. Yes. Yes. Like, absolutely. Expect a person to just in general. Like, just be aware, like, that self-aware. And, I mean, more empathetic people, I guess, no. But most people just don't. It's just, it's it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. I, uh, it, it takes you a long time. Listen, you can live in a house with somebody. You can be married or you can have a long-term partner and you can live in a house with somebody a long time and it literally will take you years to really understand that person and you can be married to them a long time and and still not have a 100% understanding or compassion for their problems or well, the personality, right? You fuck right? up all the time. Yes, like you just, yes. You, 
people are difficult and this there is this belief i think that some people have who these people are uh the you just like everyone is empathetic and everyone's just i don't think that everyone wills the good but i also don't think everyone is malicious i just think that most people don't know what the fuck they're doing ever Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they're absolutely. just bumbling through fucking life, just c- completely unaware of, like, w- the consequences of their actions in any way, shape, or form. Like, just completely unaware of it. Just yeah, yeah. That, bumbling I think around, that's a- desperately trying to do enough things to make them happy. Like, yeah. just enough shit that they get enough, like, dopamine in their system that they don't go to bed and just never wake up. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the hedonic treadmill that I was talking about. You know, the idea that, uh, y- you know, you can, uh, you can, I've been cleaning out my office, for example. I've been cleaning out my office. It's taken right. me a long time. I got sick twice during this Oof. process. I got a real bad cold and I got an intestinal thing and I was like shitting and it was like this mm. whole thing. And uh, I couldn't get my table I wanted. It was a cheap table, but it matched the other table. It's like a hundred bucks, whatever. And uh, finally, I got everything and I got it all set up. And I've been sitting in my office for three days now. And now my office is normal, right? It's just my office. For now, like Until I'm not fucks right. With it, Right. I'm not fucking relishing it anymore. Three days in the relish is gone. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Just, just the sparkle like, is fucking wanna, gone. Just want to appreciate more, but just being human is just difficult. I'm not saying like, woe is me. I'm just like, it's just it's my fucking brain sucks shit. It's just fucking terrible. Just oh, that, like, you're just like trying to think of like how your brain works. You're like, oh, it's, it's not particularly good. That's why. Just brains oh, it, not brilliant. It's, my it's review fucking, of brains is in. Three, Ed, I'm going to give brains three, three, three out of five. Look, we're in agreement. Yeah. Look at that. Three out of five. Yeah. Because three they out try. of five. Look, they tried to do a good job with this. It works I see okay. What they were going for. You Look, know, I, I, see c- a, I see the game that they're trying to play. I just don't right. think they're like equipped for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Imagine. Now, uh, I mean, it's like, I feel like I could learn to operate a forklift, and that's really useful. I can operate a car. Uh, I got, uh, uh, my car was being fixed. Check this out. My car was being fixed, and they uh, let me have a rental car. And of course, they do this. They fuck with you, right? They give you a nice new rental car. And uh, the rental car has this thing where when you back up, it turns a camera on. I've been I've been made it's aware lovely. of the fact that this is this is mandatory in all new cars. Oh, so is this is not this is not unusual. You this know. is not a luxury feature. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and it was it's really fucking good. It just it makes me want to drive backwards and. Use huh? the backup camera. I want to oh. drive backwards, and I want to use the camera because the camera is a fisheye. I feel like I can see more. I feel like it's virtual reality, like it's assisted, yeah. like it's making my eyes better. 
and it beeps. Right. If you start backing up and somebody comes, it beeps. What the fuck? Look, my my car uh, that is supposed to be my real car plays CDs. I have to burn. I have I have an old computer, and when I want to get new music in my car, I have to burn it on a CDR. And then I mm. put it in the car and then it plays and it skips and all this kind of shit. But uh, it's all the fun yeah. stuff that you thought you were past. Right. So everybody out there who's listening, you have a car that has a backup camera. It's fucking magical to me, but you oh, don't so give good. a shit. That's the hedonic treadmill. That is the idea that no matter who you are, no matter what happens to you, that's good. As long as it's permanent, you won't give a shit about it extremely it seems quickly like that's less that's less that no offense dude you're a fucking no that's not wasn't <laughs> uh, no offense but to me that just seems more like most people don't have context like most people just haven't had access to that they've changed yeah. their cars more regularly than you i guess yeah yeah and so they just like they wouldn't realize that that is a luxury, but also wouldn't realize that they should be happy. But also, most people don't realize they should just be more grateful for what they have. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and I'm not. Uh, you know, at like we said, the very first thing I think we said on this podcast, uh, episode one, was. Uh, you know, we're going to complain about some stuff. We're going to say some products are bad, but both of us are absolutely hypocrites <laughs> oh yeah oh god just really need to with this is our last episode of the year so i really want to ma- nail this down like huge hypocrites uh, <laughs> like, I, absolutely I, you just know abominable judgmental people speaking for myself here but yes no, I'm I, and I'm also uh, abominable and judgmental. Look, I'm gonna, I I have to keep it real. You have to keep it real, right? I have to keep it real. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna go out uh, uh, telling people. You know, I don't live. Uh, I don't live. I I don't purposefully live an ascetic lifestyle. Uh, like a monk type lifestyle. I I don't live that, right? Uh, right. I I do what I can do uh, to have a good time. Best. Whatever else, not at the cost of anyone else. But you do your best to like live an ethical life. Yeah, yeah. Not fucking no, anyone uh, over and ruining lives and such. No, I I don't. Uh, I, I don't do anything that denies anybody any purchase, right? I don't, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, we were talking about this. We, uh, uh, Ed and I were talking about GoFunding people. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have the good fortune to live in a place that's cheap, to live in a state that's cheap, have a cost of living that's cheap. Like I said, uh, my car still burns gasoline and it plays uh, recordable CDs uh, and the CDs skip and it's fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, if I see somebody, I give them 20 bucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, y- that's one thing 
that always uh, just puts a little shine on my particular hedonic treadmill is uh, just kicking in 20 bucks. Uh, I have uh, a buddy of mine, uh, and Ed, I, I think you maybe have... I I think you've talked to him on Twitter. I don't know. I've met him. Uh, he's from Cleveland. It's this guy named Marvin. And uh, he basically posted and said, hey, you know, I need a car. Uh, he lives in Cleveland. He's like, ah, you know, Cle- and if you've ever been to Cleveland, it snows like six or seven months out of the year. It's fucking really hard because it's right next to the lake. And so it like snows more than it should. And, uh, I kicked in, I gave him 20 bucks and, uh, I hope he gets a car. And I felt really good about myself. For oh, I like, know that guy. Yeah. I gave him like a little bit and I tweeted out his thing. Yeah. I've, I felt I really I good you're talking about. Yeah. I felt really good about myself for like a day and a half, a day and a half. So, uh, I wish so anything that's... lasted that long for me. Like I, I felt good. <laughs> like. For about 10 minutes, I went on with drinking my glass of wine that I had because I need to numb myself after exhausting my body every day, physically and mentally. You got as many uh, glasses of as wine, the enough wine that it will knock me out, send me to bed. I I was just going to ask you if you were into scotch, but I remember you you're into bruiclotic, right? Uh yeah, that's one. Of, is that how you say it? I you're closer to the source than I am. I mean, I I I'm just like sounding it out. I'm doing phonics on it. I mean, I I don't drink whiskey anymore because when I got a certain age, I found that if I like sniffed whiskey, I just got a hung I got a hungover. That's how you say that word. <laughs> I got a hangover and just felt like shit for like another week, just a hangover forever. It's truly, truly sick for a while. It's great. I, I really uh, enjoy it. I figured out how to avoid hangovers. You just got to drink in the morning. It's like 9 a.m. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just say, drink a bottle of wine. There have been a few times that my, like, I would say over the, at least twice of last year, where just like, I've been like, fuck, just like horrible day by like 1 p.m. I always just walked in with a full glass of wine, just be like, nah, you'll be fine. Don't feel bad. Just love her so much. She just does stuff like that. She's just like, yeah, you. Yeah, I know you're going to say some shit about turning into an alcoholic or something. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Just like uh, w- walks in, walks out. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, 1 p.m. is okay, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, what's the bad time? Like, I would say. I can't, uh, you know, honestly, I can't drink like late at night. I really, really? can't. Yeah, no, I can't. I never sleep past like 11 now. i sorry, I'm never awake past 11 now. I got a kid and such, and like, I just like my wife and I just naturally fall asleep about 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, no, my, uh, my schedule is totally like, uh, early in the day, and I'll wake up like five or six in the morning a lot of times. And, uh, you know, as somebody who, 
who tweets a lot and spends a lot of time online, that's like a bad time of day. You can't post. I wake up and I want to post. And I'm like, well, yeah, nobody's going to see it. I want to post my or... engagement. I want my stuff to go viral. And <laughs> it can't. I'm like, fucking. Well, I have a lot of British and Australian friends, so I've got like a lot of it covered. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. always someone on. One of my disgusting followers just churning away, just like thrashing like fish out of water. Well, you know, so, so Ed, do you have, do you have a lot of people that you grew up with or a lot of people from, from your hometown or your home or your area that you grew up in? Do you have a lot of people that are online that are interacting with you? Because no. like the high school, I've the deliberately high- tried to avoid it with every fiber okay. of my being. Okay. I have done everything I can to distance myself physically and emotionally and digitally from anyone I went to school with. Just completely, like, I fucking hated high school. Literally, the last time I can remember one of them popping up, it was to ask if I could get them verified on Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, I you like, I said, I said, no, <laughs> no, just straight up. Edo. That's funny. Uh, no, no yeah. lol. Specifically. <laughs> no lol. That that's perfect. Uh, no, it's I haven't. Like, fuck, uh, fuck off. Like, I don't, uh, I actually, um, and I, I have always been a uh, super weird person. I was like a weird kid, and uh, I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if I intimidated people or what. Right. But um, I, I had the amazing fortune to, to never. And you know, people were kind of, you know, occasionally you get people like being weird to you, trying to bully you, being weird, yeah. whatever. And and I just had it and it's extraordinary good luck. I'm aware. This is actually one thing. I'm like, whenever I think about it, I'm super aware of the fact that, you know, I was really weird. And, you know, I was in high school and I I grew a big full beard when I was in high school. Just right. uh you, I, I guess it was hormones. I guess it was testosterone, which is also why Probably I went bald in high school. You can do. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it, in case anybody feels like, oh, you know, I was a late bloomer, whatever. Like I said, I went bald in high school. It, it wasn't pretty. Okay, it, it wasn't it didn't go the right way. No, <laughs> no. No, it didn't. Uh, and and of course that that colored my perception of the world. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you know, I don't have uh, I don't have any acrimony towards like any specific person in high school, and um, I I think some of them maybe follow me. Some people, you know, I went to a high school, uh, fifteen sixteen hundred people, I think something like that. Maybe a couple hundred people in my graduating class. Um, right. But I wasn't, uh, I was good friends with a couple of them. And like, I knew a lot of people, but like, uh, nobody has really tried to talk to me, which is kind of, uh, which is kind of weird, but which is maybe yeah, kind I of. Have, I may have also dramatized 
in the sense that I've made it sound like they're constantly nipping at my heels, just desperate to get a little bit of this. No, that's not it's not what I'm suggesting. It's just like they will pop up occasionally. It's like I think sometimes, like most of the time, they're fine. Like they're whatever, it's like fine. Like I, have, I have no problem. They'll just be like kind of annoying. And I'll be like, oh, you've, you've, I remember where I don't actively seek out any of you people. I'm just like, oh, now I remember. But occasionally they'll just be like rude ones, and like it's like fine. Whatever. Everyone has people in their past they don't like. I just have like such bad memories, specifically of high school, but a lot of London, and it really does. It is weird how so many people are... Well, actually, no, people here do it as well. They're like, oh, would you ever go back? It's like, no, never. Like, I, I moved away. Why is that? A lot of people also don't know why you do that just in general. Like, yeah. they don't understand why you would move away. And I think that it's something really pronounced. And I think that the internet probably stops people moving more than it makes them because so for example my wife grew up she's in uh she was in uh patterson california so kind of a depressed central valley town a lot of yeah. people just never leave i don't know if you see yeah. a lot of that in ohio but just they never fucking leave oh yeah forever. Uh, and, and, they, and they, actually and the idea of leaving is just ridiculous like fantasy, yeah. like you're talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, actually, uh, uh, one of my friends here in Ohio is from uh, that that kind of inland empire area, and uh, right. it seems like everybody she knows is like still there, right? Forever and uh, forever. You know, Cincinnati is really kind of the same way. I grew up in Cincinnati. I grew up east of Cincinnati, but I went to school in Cincinnati, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of folks in Cincinnati that said, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm going to get out of here. And I I went to a high school that was like half kind of normal people, half kind of rich people. Like their parents worked at Procter & Gamble. Their parents worked somewhere cool, uh, somewhere, you know, where they got paid a lot of money, whatever. And uh, so they would go to these universities and then they would always end up back in Cincinnati to like start a family. Um, And uh, I know when I left Cincinnati, I know there were very many people, uh, you know, my friends, I I had acquaintances, I had people I worked with, uh, actually even the recruiter that I worked with who was like the recruiter at a temp agency uh, basically said, I don't know why you're leaving. And I said, well, you know. Um, Have you seen anything here? I want to go somewhere else. I'm just going to go somewhere else yeah, and see say, what fucking happens, yeah, right? Actually, the, you put it like that, and I'm kind of like, I don't ever think it was malicious. No. I just no. Like, didn't want to stay. I was like, this is where I grew up. I, I don't want to be here. No, and and Ed, I think you I think we're coming around to the same idea, which is that, you know, when I go back to Cincinnati, I see all of the things that I didn't like about it. For example, one yeah. of the things that one of the things that I see. Uh so I live in Columbus, which is in the middle of Ohio. It's like this dark blue oasis. 
in the electoral map, right? It's very liberal. Uh, there's a lot of tech people here. The, there's a huge university here. Uh, uh, there's a lot of art here, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you go to Cincinnati, you go down this interstate. And as soon as you get out of Columbus, there's this billboard that says hell is real. And it gives you huh. the Ten Commandments from the Bible. And you're like, all right, buddy. And you go yeah. down and you and and you shoot down and you and you go through just this monotonous country area. And finally you start to come to Cincinnati. Uh and then I head out east. Uh and there's this thing over the interstate that's been there since 2001 so it's been there for 17 fucking years and it's these yellow ribbons and it says support our troops and there's nothing like that around here just these american flags and it says support our troops and it just feels like it it feels super oppressive to me and so i get this vibe that's why that's why it feels oppressive to you it is Right, right. Deeply oppressive, this like support our troops. It's more of a, not really a point so much as it's like a requirement. Like you have to support the troops. Please go and do that, you fucking goon. Right, right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's some culture in Cincinnati. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, you know, there's nobody cool. There's nobody smart in Cincinnati because that's not true. There's a lot of interesting people. There's a lot of artists there. But what I always felt when I lived there is that everybody who was doing that stuff existed despite like this fucking oppressive yeah. aura coming from everywhere. And it's weird, uh, isn't it? Yeah. And and every time I go home, and I grew up in Cincinnati, every time I go home, I feel it. And it's almost just like I don't know if you feel this way, Ed, but just driving around looking around the geography just the physical existence of the place just gives me this just heavy feeling like i'm Topol. wearing a lead vest Topol. like it slows you down yes yes yeah and that's a like, great word for it and i feel that in a lot of places in london for me that is most of London. It's really weird, like talking about it because you clearly get it. And it's like, I don't like people like, Oh, well, what? you just need to like, get over it. That's a, one of my favorites. They say, I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that true? You ever get over <laughs> any of your shit ever? You've been here forever. You've, you have moved three miles. That is, that's not doing stuff with your life. But my judgments aside, it's like, <sighs> I feel like with Londoners and me, at least it's this idea of I go to America and it's almost like I'm playing over there. Like it's only a matter of time before I eventually get bored of it and come home. And that always upsets me because it's like, I want you guys to support me in this. Like I want this to be like a fun thing. I want this to be something where I left. My parents are very supportive. Like my my actual family is very much like you should aspire to greater things. If you want to leave, you should leave. Yeah. You should yeah, go. You should explore. Sure. You should get to, if you were, and my dad always says like, I, I worked hard to get you in that 
get you all in that way that you could do that. You have the freedom to do it. And I get what he means. I really do because like it's a very, very lucky to be able to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going somewhere with this point, but my brain's no, just and, like slowly and winding down. No, here's here's the thing: is that people that truly support you and people that truly care, people that have like a, 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 just a fragment of caring about what is important to you or people that have any investment in you being happy would be like, oh, you moved, you're doing something different now. You know what I'm saying? You're doing something different now. Yeah. You live in a different place. This is important to you. This is cool. This is your life. This is where you live now. And yeah, you're from <laughs> you're from England, but you've chosen to come to America. You've chosen to live, you know, in the Bay Area because this is where you want to be and you've set up a family and you've set up a life and this is your actual real life that is for real. This is not just yeah. a temporary thing that you're doing before you come home. In just hang out with your with your high school friends, right? But even like my my wife, she is treated like that sometimes. Like, oh, it's all just kind of like, and you'll you'll come home and visit and all that. And, and the the suggestion is not you'll come home and visit. It's when this all goes away, we'll still be here because there's I don't know. It's a very American small town thing. I've seen some of it in London, but no no. Not even close to how it is in like, these small towns. There's this suggestion that you sinned by leaving. And you'd think that, yes. that being online yes. would encourage people to leave and appreciate that and celebrate that. That the idea is that you can seek a job in another town without just like getting your briefcase with your resumes and just walking around, like handing them out. Like now you can send 150 of them and never get called back. But the the idea I'm trundling towards there is is this thing of you now sh like mobility is offered again. Want to be clear? This is not about people who like can't afford to. This is about well, an active move against people who want to leave. There is a yes, guilt to it. Yes. It's like you're leaving me. It's always an old woman thing to say. It's like, Grandma, ah, like, hey, you're leaving me. It's like no. Fuck you. You should want better for the person. Don't <laughs> guilt them because your old ass has lived in the same place forever, just like the other generations of your family. And it's so weird to me, perhaps because my parents are very supportive. I mean, they just don't like me and they're like, yeah, I'm glad you're going. But they, <laughs> they were always like, no, you should try and travel if you can. If you're lucky enough to be able to travel, if we can help you, that's great. If we can't, well... If you're able to save up and go, that's great. Do that because you learn stuff and you see things and you learn. Perhaps you learn that you want to come home. Perhaps you learn that you don't ever want to come home. And that's a good thing for you. But I've seen, even with another ex, these kind of the Staten Island people do it a lot, which for New York is so weird. Because you'd think New York people would be all like cosmopolitan, like, oh, you could live anywhere and do anything. No, no. Stay in this small box we've made for you. We've made oh, this mental no. box. And they all get no. in little communities on Facebook. They all talk to you uh -huh. on Facebook. 
and they make like weird passive aggressive comments like oh i'm so happy for you you're you've gone away from us all you've moved <laughs> away there's always the suggestion that you've left them behind which you have but that's like meant See, to be a bad thing it's like my job is not yes. to pick you up and put you on my fucking shoulders and make you change and see, I th I think it's just part of what people do where, uh, you know, people have everybody has their own different idea. Look, people yeah. who get up and they move to New York City. Look, this is a big deal. You know where people from Columbus go? People where? from Columbus, uh, you know, they grow up here. I didn't grow up in Columbus, but people in Cincinnati do this, too. They grew up and they're like, I want to go somewhere real because they don't feel like this is a real place. Right. And they they go to Portland or they go to New York and they go to some place right. like that. And uh, then they are like invested in that place. And so, you know, if you get somewhere like Brooklyn, which look, let's be honest, uh, Brooklyn has a lot of people that are from other places, right? Yeah, I live that there. just is like it's like that it's, just is what it is. Yeah, and and it's very. I I'll tell you, I actually love to go to New York. I love to go to Brooklyn. It's really fucking cool. I know like a million yeah. fucking people there. I love I, to I go used there. To love and living there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. some judgmental fuck will be like, oh, of course you did. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> Just get out of my fucking face. Theoretical well, person I've invented. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, this Listen, theoretical guy, enemy, I have. say I, anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this theoretical enemy I've created, I just want to make it clear that I'm going to kick his ass for real. Yeah, I'm going to fuck that guy up. <laughs> piece of shit uh no no uh look there's there's uh there's places that people go like that and then they become invested and you know people dig their heels in and the reason why yeah. they dig their heels in is because they want to feel they want to justify their decision everybody yeah. wants to justify their decision Every even decision you they've made yes yes absolutely yeah. especially and even me Yes, especially sensitive. me. I'm like so incent like I'm so easily like deep down like really easily offended. I'm like so worried that people will think I've said something rude or mean, so I'm like constantly re-justifying everything. <laughs> <laughs> Real fucking I, nightmare. I, brain. No, I, I am too. And I'll, I'll tell you something uh that I have that I do all the time, which is uh in and, you know, if you're from the Midwest, if you're from a small town, uh, maybe you feel this too. But here's the thing. I'm from Ohio, right? It's a heart-shaped state. It's in the Midwest, which is not in the West. It's close to the East Coast of America. It borders Lake Erie, and to the north of us is Canada, right? right. We're surrounded by Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, right? Just other states that folks from the coast might say, hey, that's flyover country, right? But look, folks from Ohio, we will make fun of Ohio, right? And if my buddies from Ohio, me and my buddies will get together and we will talk 
insane shit on Ohio. Like, you know, people from Ohio do this. Here's what they like. They get so fucking impressed at food trucks. They love and, cows. Uh, Just the purchase of I cow do, Oh, Ed, I... Oh, Sad cow. L- listen, okay, listen, Sorry, listen. You don't even know. Your music. You don't even know. Listen, <laughs> uh, I fucking love cows. Listen, they're awesome. This is fuck. This is so. This sounds so stereotypical. Look, I'm not from a rural area. Okay, I. Uh, well, I am kind of. I used to live out east of Cincinnati. Here in Columbus, I live like three miles from downtown. Right, I live slightly northwest of the city yeah. center. I fucking love cows. I live close to the university. There's a dairy farm here. There's fucking cows. And you can go. And if you're careful, okay, you cannot touch the electric fence. There's a fucking electric fence. You cannot touch the electric fence. But if you're careful, you can touch the cows. And the cows love it. You can pet the cows. The cows are like the, um, the most amazing like they have this silken hair. Okay. Right. They're beautiful and they love people. They're the friendliest really? goddamn things. Yes. Yes. Cows, uh, especially, uh, uh, and, and maybe of course I'm biased cause you know, I live near the university. They have these dairy cows. They raise them by hand. They wean them and all this kind of stuff. And they're like really nice animals, but they're fucking beautiful. They're so super nice. And uh, if somebody from outside Ohio is like, you like to pet cows, I'm like, you fuck off and die. Like I, I do. You, I fucking yeah, love cows. talking about like murdering people and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's your opinion. And like, I also don't like cows. You're like, you fucking, you fu- I will fucking kill you. I'll live in your I skin. will fuck you up. I will murder you. I'll fucking fuck kill you, you and your family, you bastard. <laughs> that, and that's like, what? with me. <laughs> Just like really malicious, like, murderous. What is your pro- right? Dude, so it's just uh, a cow. But what's what's really funny is you say that though. I've realized I don't have like an internalized culture anymore. Because the way I live, really? I grew up with the early internet. I was a very depressed guy. Didn't really go out a lot. So a lot of what I got was online, but a lot of that gave me access to American stuff. So, and I've moved in the last 10 years, 13, 14, 15 times, I think. So my experience of everything is so fucking like messed. Like my culture internally is just, all of these places I've been in just like the sediment they've left on me. Yeah. And just all of the things that have happened around me that people have said and things that have remained funny from like the internet and not on the internet. Like all of the things that I do at particular times of year are just like where I happen, things I picked up when I have, like when I used to like be in like Maryland, like there's shit (laughs) I do at Thanksgiving and things I do just from Maryland. Because I was there once during Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was my first Thanksgiving. So, like, I I always, like, love when I also get introduced to people's, like, rare, weird culture. Like, loving the cow. Cows are nice animals. You should pet one. Just because I don't, I don't have much British left in me, in my opinion. Yeah. I was always quite, I, I hated the fact that, I know I'm no, like, not, like, the most positive person at times, but, like, 
British people are just fucking morose, and that's always bothered me. It'd be like, we need to do something about this. And it's like, well, yeah, it's just you know, it's no, there's nothing to be done. People talk about keep calm and carry on, and that's more what that means to me than anything. It's like, ah, you can't fucking change. Just, uh, just you can't change anything. And I hated that, so like I actively just tried to leave, like in my teens, which is crazy. Now yeah, that I think about it, because I'm like, oh yeah, I just like rejected a lot of British culture. I'm sure I have like British things, but people like try and insult England to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking agree. And they get really upset because they think they want me to be upset. I'm like, I'm dead inside. You can't upset me with that. You need to try harder. You want to fuck it. You want to like make me sad. You're going to need to try a lot. You need to like really sit back, think like maybe like help me train you to upset me because you're not going to get there on your own. Oh, or if you oh, do, yeah. it'll be like uh, by accident. Absolutely. Look, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not patriotic and i'm certainly not nationalistic i think that you know the things that bind people together are like our humanity not like the idea that hey i i was born in this country you know i grew up in this country i have citizenship in this country right i think that uh the the things that are most important are not you know where you were born where you have citizenship, you know, where you grew up, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. So I have what people in the Midwest think is a very neutral accent, of course, oh, right. to a lot of folks uh, is not a neutral accent. It doesn't sound like their accent. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there are things that that bind us together, like humanity and and, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and things like this that go beyond uh y- you know the the idea that uh uh that I would be loyal to living in Cincinnati or you would be loyal to living in England for some uh absurd fucking reason, right? Yeah, and I've never really understood anyone being super loyal to anything other than people. Yeah. Like I absolutely yeah. I absolutely like will support the people I love and I will go to town for them and like if someone insults England, I don't think I've like switched to the irony level where I'm like, oh yeah, America fucking sucks. I love living here. Like it's probably a broken system, but I'm very happy here. Like But but what for me is I've never understood the people who get like Upset about, say, so I won't speak about the American national anthem. It's not American, which is the response that everyone fucking gives me. Is people who love arguing about national anthems. They love fucking like saying, like, I'm I'm not American, so I can't understand the significance. Doesn't seem to be any. Shut the fuck up. But the British national anthem, people will occasionally talk about, it, be like, oh yeah, it's, it's patriotic to say, God save the Queen. And I'm not even going to say, oh, I don't like like the queen because of the broken monarchy system, which is broken. It's terrible. I just don't really care that much. I don't really care. And if someone is just like England fucking sucks, I'm like, I'll just be like, I okay, I guess don't really agree. Have a nice day. (laughs) I'm going to go over here. I don't know why you broke into my house to yell at me once, but could you leave? (laughs) Like, 
I don't really have like any I don't really have any reason to argue with them about the fact that my country doesn't suck. I just don't. And even when like there were those brutal terrorist attacks, uh in, like two thousand wow, God, what was the one against London? So, it was six, uh the seven seven seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I should have I by the way, I was meant to die that day. Did I ever tell you that story? Fun story for you. No. I was meant to be doing an internship and I would have been in Edgware Road Tube, like exactly when the bomb went off. I would have died. Really? Yeah, I'd be dead, like 100%. Then the internship got canceled like a day or two before, and they were like, ah, yeah, I don't think this, like, we're going to do this. And I was, like, really upset at the time as well. I remember being, like, really pissed wow. off. Like, really, like, offended. And, like, ah, I can't believe it. And it's like, oh, no, I would have been dead. <laughs> like, just, I would have just been fucking dead, dead. Like, would have been blown up. But even when that happened, like, my brother, who I respect, he was like, oh, I want to join the fucking army. I understand when people are nationalistic. And I was just kind of like... No, I want the people who did this brought to justice. That's about as nationalistic as I'm going to be, which I think is fine. I know that there are some people like, oh, yeah, well, they're just fighting for what they believe to be right or what have you. And it's like, okay, just that's that's all you. You have that conversation. But for me, it's just like, yeah, those people are bad and they should not do that. And I want people like that. Like to be put in a jail and put through a fair justice system, not blown up by drones, though. That's about as complex yeah. as I get. But nothing in me was like, yeah, I fucking respect England. Duh. I do get the people who were like, they saw a speech from someone and were like, oh, it made me feel proud to be British. At the time, I get it. And like, I get that they wanted the sense of community and protection and all that. But I didn't, I wasn't like protective of England for that. I don't think there would have been anything gained from being protective. I don't know, I'm just super like fucking weirded out by it now. No, and, and, you know, you can look at it personally and be like, hey, you know, I narrowly avoided getting fucking exploded. But uh, you don't have to take that feeling of, oh, you know, I could have been exploded and take it and divert it into, oh, I love England now because, you know, uh, I've I was been just on like, top of the world. My reaction trait. to it was literally like, oh, that's fucked up. Right. Oh, damn. Right. I was like freaked out for right. a while. No. So, so did, uh, did you go on top of the World Trade Center before it fell down? No. Well, I I did, and uh, so there there was definitely a feeling on nine eleven, um, and and I actually uh, sometime not today but some other day I'll, I'll have to uh, tell you guys who are listening to this all fourteen of you uh, the story of what happened to me on nine eleven. It's a kind of bizarre story, but. Uh, you know, uh, I I thought about it on 9-11, how I had just very recently been on top of the World Trade Center, and I thought, oh, well, you know, I could have uh, died then. Sure. Literally could have. Um, but it didn't, it didn't make me love America. It no. didn't. Why would as it? As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, well, we're going to fucking 
you know, there's going to be like a hunt and people are going to go fucking kill people. And it's like anything is just anything bad that happens is just a crowbar to make money for American corporations. Right. And I know I didn't even have that reaction. I was just I didn't connect the idea of people dying with protecting America. uh, Sorry, England. I was just kind of like, oh, damn, that's horrible. Like, that's yeah. like, that's fucking yeah. terrible. I don't want that to happen again. And I don't connect that not happening again with, like, blowing up another country. It doesn't seem like it has ever worked. Ever. I can remember, like, the Mogadishu yeah. invasion. <laughs> like, that was the one thing I yeah. remember. I didn't even think of, like, the multiple times we just stuck our fingers in... Um, in Afghanistan, like yeah, yeah, I'm talking about just like I remember Mogadishu. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, just uh, the massive failure. I, I'm not, and and you know, I'm not laughing at the dead people. No, I I'm laughing at the idea that you know anything that happens is like, all right, well, let's go down the list and let's just fucking. Send the army and let's just fucking kill people. Like, fuck it, right? It's just, uh, it's just, uh, not, it, it, it has nothing to do with, you know, the human cost of whatever. And it has nothing to do with people feeling threatened. It's just, uh, people waiting for an excuse to go kill other people to die. Which is the most nationalistic thing you can do. The idea is that you can absolutely murder a bunch of people for king and country. That is the most nationalistic thing to do. But you know what? I want to change the subject a bit because we're coming to the end of this episode (laughs) and thus the end of the year. Yes, please. Please do. Please do. I think the big thing, the big fuck the future, fuck you of the year for me goes to Bluetooth. Bluetooth, yes. Bluetooth, just the fuck you, Bluetooth. So Bluetooth uh, narrowly beat out Tile. So Tile, it was actually a Bluetooth (laughs) technology. So Tile is great. Tile is this little thing you attach to your keys, and the first time you try it, you hit it, it goes, and you know where your keys are. Amazing, right? So what Tile is, is Tile is an anxiety loop creator. Once you have used really? Tile roughly twice, three times, it just stops reliably connecting. Your wallet can be next to you and it will not ring. And oh, so yeah. that's great. But apparently that is because of Bluetooth, one of the single worst technologies in the fucking world. So Bluetooth, technically, great idea. Just a, just a really great idea. I can connect a device without wires. Cool. Thank you. Except, sure. yeah, I have this yeah. headset. I, I do so many fucking calls. I do this podcast. I do all sorts of things with this headset. And I tell you, I, fu- I would probably say I waste like a combined three hours a week just fucking syncing and resyncing and syncing again this fucking headset. Just, and you'll say, oh, you know. I just get another one. I've got another one. This is like the seventh I've tried. AirPods just fucking broke. They're considered good Bluetooth because they work most of the time. 
And then when they stop working, Apple makes you talk for an hour and a half for you to get a box for them to look at it and then send you new ones. It takes a lot of effort to get new ones from them, and then they break. I don't know what it is with Bluetooth. Like, I don't know any other... Wi-Fi, even, is fairly consistent, I would say. Not Bluetooth. Bluetooth, yeah. there's less yeah. distance between them. They're right fucking there. And I know some science nerd is going to get all up in my shit telling me the difference. And guess what? I don't care. I did not look. I will not look. I will not learn. I am just mad. But that's my fuck you of the year. Bluetooth. Fuck you guys. I'm, I'm going to second that. Man, fuck. <laughs> Are they Swedish? <laughs> yeah, a, I think it's based on like a, like a pirate called Bluetooth. I'm not kidding. Wait, you uh, you said a pirate? I believe so. Why was it called Bluetooth? It's borrowed from. Oh no, not a pirate. Uh, oh, dude, it was, it's a it was it's the a fucking king of Denmark, a, so not Sweden either. It's just it's a fucking, rune, right? It's a little. It's one of those little no, no, fucking no, no, white Bluetooth power. Was named runes. after a 10th century king, Harald Bluetooth, king of Denmark and Norway, also known as Harald Bluetooth Gormson and Harald the First. Yeah, uh, dude, fuck that. You know what? Uh, you know all the white power people? You know what they do? They put those fucking runes. There's like little scratchy guys. Those uh, hobbit ass looking. Those like fucking like real just society's rejects looking guys who are extremely racist. Yeah, that shit that looks like a little scratching of a tree and they do it and it looks like fucking The Hobbit or Lord yeah. of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, that's why Bluetooth is fucking doomed because they tied themselves to some Hobbit-ass shit, right? And uh, look, the, the Hobbit was okay, but look, at the end of the day, the guy has hair on his feet and... Uh, that's not a standard for wirelessly connecting uh, power beats to a phone, right? I just want to be able right? to use my damn phone. Like, it's not a lot to ask. Just let me sleep, You know, uh, Get out of my house. No, well, <laughs> stay in my house, but keep the connection, man. <sighs> That's my year, folks. That's all I've got for you. Hey, that's 2018. That's it. That's uh, us wrap. Fuck. Hey, fuck Bluetooth. That's the official. Fuck the future. Uh, uh, judgment on 2018 is fuck Bluetooth. Fuck uh, Denmark and the runes. Uh, and and fuck King Harold for uh, creating, you know, a connection standard that really doesn't fucking work. And, uh, and at the too, end of the day, in the tenth century, yeah, <laughs> tenth century, the, ass yeah, bitch. I, yeah, <laughs> you motherfucker. Listen, okay. at the end of the day, I've got my mouse in front of the computer, and if you don't see it, that's go your to fucking hell. problem. Have a wonderful 2018. The rest of it, you'll probably hear this just before it ends, <laughs> and an even better 2019. Thank you for listening. We will be back in the new year. We will be. We will absolutely be back. And thanks again for listening. I'm Drew Toothpaste again with Ed Zitron. 
spelled how it sounds. Uh, follow both of us and follow FT Futurecast on Twitter. Uh, have a good holiday season, and we'll talk to you later. Cheers.